Welcome to the Roz Project, a conversation about life, entrepreneurship, a personal development, family tech, and marketing. My name is Ivan Temelkov, and I'm your host. On this podcast, you will gather 100% real, raw, and unfiltered, life-changing advice to help you level up in every aspect of your life and business and help you reach your goals and dreams. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I have Blake Newbar on the show. Blake, what's going on, man? What up, Ivan? Thanks for having me, man. It's, it's, it's a blessing awesome. and I'm, I'm honored to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So Blake, in just a few short years, has generated over $17 million in sales and helped thousands of entrepreneurs launch a successful sales funnel. I've been working with Sharks on ABC's TV series, Shark Tank, uh, along with HDTV, AMC TV. Blake is on a mission to help as many people as possible achieve financial freedom and online business. So, all right, man, that, that, that's a rich portfolio right there, <laughs> you know, right off the bat. How did this all begin? You know, let's go yeah. way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I actually got started not too long ago. Um, I was, well, my, my origin story kind of began back in college. Um, this is, I kind of like realized you can make a lot of money using the internet because I never believed this sure. shit. I was just like, everyone's, full. there's no way, they just can't do it. So I was in college and um, I was, uh, I was studying for an exam, right? Like that's what we did as college students. We just like study for exams. We cram all of this information in our brain right. and we hope to regurgitate it to get a good grade. And my business partner and I, we look at each other and we're like, this is as miserable as it can be. This is just dog shit on how to learn information. So we had this idea one night after we were heavily drinking and we decided to, instead of like study all of these God awful study guides, yeah. let's, let's transform that information into like visual information. So instead of all this text, we transformed it into like videos and animations and like mnemonic devices and basically created a better experience to learn information. So right. we built this product, we called it a Vizzy guide. We then went on WordPress, created a website for like five, uh, create a WordPress site and started selling these things for like $5. And then now we're like, okay, right. well, what do we do? We have to, we got to get in front of like the audience. So there was this class at my university. It held like 3000 students. And we had this crazy idea. I bought a gorilla suit. I jumped in this gorilla suit. He had like this night, like this 1980s, this fucking boombox was so old and like glasses on backwards hat. And we bombarded this class at my university here in Orlando. Yeah. And we just ran to the front of the room. I had, I was in a gorilla suit holding up these signs and I was like, Hey, do you want an A on your next exam? Like, like, like to the, all the students in there and right. And the teacher, the professor's like, what the hell is going on? And we didn't care. We ran in there, barged in there, did our spiel for like, it was probably 20 seconds of just dancing in a gorilla suit with signs. And then we dropped all the shit and we left. And we went to the bar and we started hanging out. And we're like, man, do you think that like gorilla stunt worked? And we're sitting there and we're like drinking and, you know, because we're college kids, we're complete degenerates. Right. <laughs> and um, I get this notification on my phone. And I look at it and it's our first sale for $5. We sold one of these actual like Vizzy guides to someone in that class. And we went, we went eight shit, like no pun intended. We went nuts. I mean, I can't, that experience was insane. And then a few minutes later, we got more sales and then more sales. And by the end of that night, we did $800 in sales. By the end of that semester, we did $5,000 in sales selling a digital product using the internet. And that's when like my, or that's like when I was really introduced to like, you can make money online. Cause I was innate. Like at first I was like, anyone that tries right. to, teach you and show you that stuff is just, I'm just like, it's just all bullshit. Right. 
And then you get, you, you, you experience it and you realize like, no, it's, it's really not. You can actually use the internet to completely change your life. And it was the first time in my life I was introduced to the fact that like I was taught my whole life. You have to like, you know, you have to trade time for money. You go get a job and you give your time and you get money. And it was that, it was that experience. I I finally realized that that's not the case. You could trade time once and collect money on it for as long as it's up. And that's kind of where my journey began uh, back in college. Right, right. Well, there's a couple of things about what you just said. Are you talking about your college degenerate dressed in a freaking gorilla suit, you know, prancing around trying to sell shit, right? Yeah. Most people are like, who's this fucking crazy idiot, right? Yes. Like prancing sure. around class. Teacher's like, dude, like, what are you doing? You know, yes. this kid's gonna is going to fail, right? But here's what's interesting about that is what most people don't see is the, the sense of creativity and exploration and something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that is what it takes, as you know, as an entrepreneur, is like you, you got to think innovatively. You got to think outside of the box because the norm, like you said, trading time for a paycheck is just not feasible. Not no, feasible. You're, and you're giving ahead. up on you're giving up on stuff when you do that. Now and I get it. Like we maybe we have to start there. Like I did it. Like I have no shame in my game. I'd I started there, right? But like, I think the goal is like, we're all trying to achieve financial freedom on some extent because we all have something that we enjoy and we want to do. And, and that whole trading time for money shit is just like, it's not going to cut it. And if you want to like venture out, yeah, you got to be creative. You have to have taste. You have to, you have to do things that are outside of the box because that's, what's going to set you apart from everyone else doing something similar. Right. Uh, that's absolutely true. And one thing you mentioned is trading, mo- uh, trading time for money is this, you know, in the entrepreneurial game, as you know, this is this, you are trading time, but you're valuing your time more than just trading the time for a paycheck, which is what 80% of Americans do. And with everything that's been happening over the last five months with this pandemic is, let's face it, he has proven that trading your time for a paycheck is simply not feasible. Yet you see so many Americans that talk about financial freedom and wanting to get out of the rat race, but they're not doing anything different. So going back to that class is like something turned on, like almost the light bulb just went off for you. And you knew from there, like, holy shit, like I can make money with the internet, some creativity, exploration, you know, uh, being experimental because I experienced this. I mean, 5K in a semester in college is a lot of fucking money, dude. Like, yeah, man, like, like my friends and I were splitting like natty lights, like for six <laughs> bucks each on a weekend broke as hell. And when you do that and, and, and your phone's going off constantly, I was going to the football games, boom, making sales. I was going to grab Starbucks on campus, making sales, going to class, making sales. It was like $5,000 to a college kid, like $5,000 to anyone. That's like good money. And like, we made that doing nothing after that. We just like we basically all the work was checking our phones because it was all digital. We didn't, everything was automated. So we're just like, Oh, made more money. So it was really, it completely changed the way I looked at things. Right. And it opened up my mind. Like the, 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 whatever narrow mindedness I had at the time completely was eliminated through that experience. And now it's just opened up to this world of like, what's really possible when you leverage it. Exactly. The other thing I wanted to talk about is just that something you said before you actually pulled that stunt, which is fucking genius, if you ask me, is you were talking about how much disbelief you you actually had in the internet because you're like, oh, fuck this bullshit. Someone's trying to sell me this. Oh, it doesn't work. But I think it's that level of denial and resentment that people have that prohibits them from taking their life and their business to the next level. 
It's just that because you, you have such a limited mindset and you think that, you know what, let's face it. There's all these self-made fucking gurus on Instagram and Facebook and whatnot. And people have fallen into that minutia by now. Like mm-hmm. it has become so mainstream that people think that there's no opportunity out there. And in fact, if you ask me right now, because I just experienced this over five months by bringing on a, my first full-time employee with my business during a fucking pandemic, yeah. that when chaos is happening, chaos is essential for opportunity. It has Absolutely. to happen when you Absolutely. think about it. It has to happen. So from there on, l- let's continue the convo after, okay, you 5K, you're like, yeah. woohoo, we're partying over the weekend, college kids, a couple of ge- degenerates. Where did this go? Yeah, so, <laughs> um, fit, so here's kind of like the plot twist. So when I was done with college, I went to go work a nine to five. Like I just kind of, I didn't, I wouldn't say I lost my way, but yeah. like, I just, I didn't have the big idea. I didn't have the thing. Cause look, we all have ideas, but a lot of the times, like, like, look, I, you know, how many ideas I had that were just the shittiest ideas in the world. Right? <laughs> and like, as entrepreneurs, we, we want to believe that all of our ideas are great, but you know, there's a lot of time they just suck. And I didn't have that like big idea, the, the idea that could really change things. So, um, you know, I graduated college. I, I, I went to go work a nine to five and I instantly realized how much I hated the nine to five, like day three of the job. Right. And, and I was working, I was working for this, this fitness company and you know, it was a great role and stuff. Don't get me wrong, but I just hated it. I hated the alarm clock. I was miserable. I would take it out on my personal relationships. Just if anyone's wa- listening or watching right now and you can relate to this, like I've been there, I've been ground zero rock bottom, had no direction working something I hated. And then yeah. On the flip side, I would take it out on like my friends and family because I was just fucking miserable. Right. <laughs> so it was just I was just not in a good place, right? And then, you know, one day <laughs> I'm working and we're working on this amazing project. And we're basically long story short, working on this amazing project with the company and we had no way of selling it, right? Yeah. Like we we hired on a marketing guy. He didn't know how to sell this stuff. I didn't know anything about digital marketing really. Like at the time in college, we just put up a website, like Anyone can put up a website, but like actually to learn digital marketing, no idea. So I was introduced to the world of sales funnels from Russell Brunson um, Mm -hmm. during that era. And when I realized the power behind sales funnels is when I kind of brought the two together, selling digital products and using a sales funnel as a vehicle. When I brought those two worlds together, things started to kind of change. And I set out on this journey to like really investigate how to really understand the science of selling shit online. Right? Right. How can I provide value? How can I help people? Because my entire life I've come from a place of servitude. Like I don't give it, it's like the best, the best piece of advice I ever received was actually from Gary V. Like, you know, as you know, we all know Gary V, huge motivator. It was the greatest marketing strategy you could ever have is care. And that kind of stuck with me on a whole new level. Cause like most of the time people get caught up in like, Oh, how much money can I, can I make? And it's like, who gives a shit, man? How much money can you make the people that are buying your products or the people that are buying your services? Because if you focus on that and you focus on those results, A, you're going to have really happy fucking people, right? They're going to be really, really happy. And B, there's going to be a correlation between the success of your clients using your products and services and your success. So instead of focusing on all about you and me and, and my products and stuff, focus about the people interacting with your products. And that when, when I heard that advice, it just stuck with me. And I've been living by that mantra ever since. Yeah. And bringing those two worlds together kind of changed everything. And like I said, I set out on this journey to figure things out. And, you know, 
I've been fortunate enough to have, you know, some, some amazing success so far in my career from actually doing that. Yeah. You know, I, I want to touch, <clears throat> I want to touch upon uh, the Gary V advice that you mentioned care, you know, uh, that's actually probably one of my most favorite ones. Um, because in the reality of things is, you know, in the digital space is that, you know, especially right now, people don't want to be sold. I mean, they want to be sold to, but they don't because what they really want is, you know, connectivity. You know, they want to, they want to connect and know that you can solve a problem. You can create a solution and give them a glimpse of how you're going to do it. And it's got to be specific to their own needs. And like you said, is this just really generally care because I think too many entrepreneurs nowadays, I mean, I don't give a shit what kind of industry you're in or vertical is they think from a transactional versus relational standpoint. You know, it's like relational in a sense is, you know, don't sell, fucking build relationships, get to know people, you know, hug baby, hug, hug babies if you still can in this yeah. pandemic world, you know, or sure, shake yeah. hands, whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, and that really speaks to great lengths because it shows people that you truly care. First, it I'm is. a huge fan of that because that is literally the basis of my own business, you know, is caring, giving a shit and being accountable and delivering on promises because you know this in this digital marketing world way too much over promising me way too much fluff way too much bullshit and it's hard to find in fact almost every single marketer that i know or i talk to i kind of know i despise because i know that they're full of fluff you know like they're just trying to sell forcefully because they want to make money they want to earn a paycheck and i'm like you're going about this the wrong way you know it's not that you're incapable it's like you're approaching it the wrong way it is and i um Look, when we all get started, like if we're all trying to start a business online, I think you'd be lying to yourself at first if you're saying you're not doing this to try and make money, right? Like you can come up with every excuse in the book to help justify that. But I think one of the biggest mistakes that people do is they come into it being like, how much money can I make? How rich can I get? Like money, 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 right? And that's nearly everyone when they start. Now, there's a shift that has to happen, right? When I was, when we were running that digital agency, right? I'm over here thinking like, oh, you know, shit. There's a thousand people on my left and a thousand people on my right and we're all competing to do the same shit. Like, how am I gonna stand out with my agency? And I noticed everyone was basically doing the same thing. How can I get clients to pay me money so the agency becomes rich and in return, the agency typically mills out clients, right? They're not like fully invested. They just mill shit out. And I'm like, we're not going to do that. Instead, our philosophy, while everyone's zigging, we're going to zap. So while everyone's, every agency out there was like, how do I make a lot of money and get a lot of clients and have this posture, right? right? We were like, well, forget that. How can we make our clients a ton of money regardless of what we get paid right now? So we started adopting this like mantra, this, 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 this thought process of calling, we call it go for wins. And what we do is we, we, every client we brought on, we're just like, how much money, our goal is just to make them as much money as humanly possible and see what happens. And that propagated into being introduced to different clients. And by adopting that mentality, yeah, we've been fortunate enough to work with people from Shark Tank, from AMC, from TV. Like we, like this is all a result of not how much money can I charge you, but how much money can I make you? And it was flipping that switch in our brains when it kind of changed our agency on a whole new level because it brought a, a deeper, authentic sense of integrity and, it, yep. and we got to express it to our clients. Like they, they felt something different. We weren't just selling on, on, on like, hey, we'll generate leads or we'll make you, you know, let's make sales together. We're like, no, like what's your business? <laughs> what are your goals? Like we're going to crush it for you. We're going to show you we're the best. And, and yep. I think it's important when you're starting out, right? 
don't have this mentality of how much money can I make? Look, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't have that. Like we all want to make money, but you have to be very aware of that. And you have to understand that you will go so much further in business by giving a shit about your customer over your personal incentives. Because what's going to happen is that is going to roll over into bigger and better things for you. I, I built my entire career in business off doing that, off building relationships. I would talk to anyone, any single day throughout the entire week. You message me, I'm responding back. And I'm, I just came from helping people. And I think that's what a lot of people make the mistake is they don't do that. They're just thinking, how can I build a product that I love and sell it to people? It's like, yeah, why don't you like understand your market? and learn what they really want and the pain they're experiencing and create a painkiller on it. But right. at the same time, like realize that it's about the customer. It's not about you. Yeah. No, uh, there were so many, so many things that you mentioned. I completely agree with everything you said. And in fact, I wanted to touch upon it because um, similar to what you said is this caring, you know, caring is the, the most important thing because yes, you know, they, they do want to spend money with you, but they want to see that you generally care that you have that integrity. And, you know, interestingly enough, for me, a why and a purpose. My why, you know, is, is my kids, my family, and I use that as a driving factor every single day I have. In fact, uh, over the last five years, and someone who's lost over six figures, you know, in the last three years, been bankrupt and, uh, and whatnot, all kinds of crazy shit. Uh, I remember I did a TV interview a few months back, and the anchor asked me, so Ivan, it says here that you risked everything for your goals and dreams. I'm like, fuck yeah, I did. You know, yeah. but that's just it is like people don't understand that that's what it takes to have that as a driver, as a motivator. But when you share that with people and they see your, your risk tolerance and your pain and they realize that, you know, this guy must generally give a shit about what he does. He's not in it for, for a paycheck. He's in it to help us win. How can we make this happen? And interestingly enough, you know, what I found out is just that I would rather have just a handful of clients who they're my family and that's how yeah. I look at them. They're my family. Like I can go out and have a beer with them or shoot the shit or ride four wheelers or whatnot, or just go off for a hike or something. And you know, they, they understand that, you know, when life hits, like I remember three months ago, but a family member that passed away and one of my biggest clients, you know, they're a $150 million company, 30 years running family owned dude was like, take your time, man. You know, like we understand this is, this is time of grief. You know, you take care of your family. We'll be here. You've been doing a good job for us. Yeah. Dude, like those kinds of fucking clients are hard to come about, but they exist. They exist. You know, and that's what I think people don't understand, especially in this business, is that I see it everywhere. LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, fuck, even TikTok now is getting saturated with fucking marketers. And yeah. your point is that just genuinely care do what you're going to promise. And I want to talk a little bit more about ABC Shark Tank because you said something that I want people to understand that are listening to this episode. You said when you do good work and you're relational with people, it kind of creates a snowball effect. And that snowball effect led you to Shark Tank, right? So you were doing a bunch of work and that's how, so how did that all come about? I mean, how did you even, you know, let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. So, so at the end of the day, <clears throat> You have to do good work, right? Like, and I don't care how you have to express that, whether you have to do it for free at first in exchange for a testimonial, like don't be, don't be concerned about the paycheck. Be concerned that you can get the opportunity to do good work because honestly, that's all anyone gives a shit about. No one cares about me. No one cares about Blake Newbar. They don't. They care about what 
I can do for them. And I'm aware of that, right? I'd be an idiot to think like, oh, they, like my mom and my dad and my friends and family, yeah, they care about me. But in the business world, it's what can I do for you? And I understand that, right? So you have to remember, like, you need to be focusing on getting really good at something and being able to perform it and show people that you're you're good at it. Once you do that, doors will open. And that's exactly what happened with Shark Tank. I was connected to Kevin Harrington, who was an original shark on ABC's uh, right. show Shark Tank, right? First three seasons. Um, he lives here in, in, he's a couple hours from me. I had no idea about any of this. And I get a call one day from a, a dear friend of mine, Mark, and he reaches out and he's like, hey, like we want to we want to sit, we heard what you're doing in the community. We want to like sit down and have like breakfast with you. Like Kevin, you, me, let's do this. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, like, am I getting, like, is fucking yeah, Ashton, is Ashton Butcher going to come out of the closet right now? Am I getting hung? <laughs> what the fuck's happening? So I'm over here like, yeah, yeah, man, totally. Yeah. And, and like, I'm screaming like a little schoolgirl inside. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I get this call and, and I, I go and I, I dry, I'm like, I pulled like an all nighter cause I wanted to show him something. Like I was building out his book funnel before he even like hired me to do this cause I wanted yeah. to over deliver for him. So I built, I basically built out his entire funnel before he even knew anything. Cause I wanted to showcase something at breakfast with him to be like, Hey man, I was just like experimenting with this. Check it out. So I'm sitting at breakfast. I'm pulling all nighter. My eyes are like just bags in my eyes. I probably looked like an idiot. But I didn't care. I pull an all-nighter. I, I, I know he's an entrepreneur. Guy's worth half a billion dollars, right? Like, he understands this stuff. Yeah. Um, I go and I sit down with Mark and Kevin and his son, and we had an amazing dinner, and I got to, like, tell him what I do. And I was like, hey, Kevin, like, check this out right quick. I want you to see this. And I pull him over, and he just looks at it, and the, his eyes just lit up like, holy shit, you did this? And I'm like, yeah, man, like, check out your book funnel now, like, to sell KPI. And yeah. which is the person of influence, his book. And he's like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Like, this is out of this world. And we started a partnership together, like based on that experience. But I was like, in my head, I'm like, a, this is my opportunity to show someone I'm, I'm good at something like on another level and B, how do I over deliver? How do I not say, is it okay if I over deliver? And let me just say, let me over deliver right now, because I'm going to show you something that like, you're not even expecting. And, and by putting, putting those two things together and doing it, it, it crushed it. And we, we had, we, the, the book funnel crushed it. We had a great relationship. He's still a dear friend of mine. I call, talk to him, you know, here and there, whenever, you know, we want to do any business together, we hit each other up. I, you know, I give him a phone call or whatever. Same with Mark, amazing people. And the point of the story is, is when you get a, a fucking amazing opportunity like that, you need to do yeah. everything in your power to, again, not care about you, care about what you can do for someone else. And, right. and that's how we started with that. And then it, rolled over to bigger things and and you know the rest is history so there's something really important that that you mentioned that i, I don't know if an entrepreneur is going to catch so i want to highlight on it is you said you stayed up all night no you you had zero idea of any expectations you're just like fuck i'm going to crank out this funnel and yeah. see what he thinks about it it could be the worst fucking funnel but you know what i'm going to show him something and you 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 were you were basically you know, uh, hinging on a hope on a single hope, yeah. like, and yeah, your hope I was, was like, I'll create something. See if he likes it might not be the most perfect thing. Shit. I might not even finish it, but you know, I'll show him something and hopefully that'll create a good impression. And that's just it. You realize that you actually gave something. It's like the jab, 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 right hook, right? It's give, give, yeah. give. So you employed that mentality, which most people think that that was about, you know, telling your social media story. But to me, it was like, 
how do you build a relationship with someone? It's like give, 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 and then you ask them to sell, which is ultimately what modern selling is, is give, 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 and then people are like, all right, you know, how do we do business? So that's exactly what happened is you built this funnel, you're sitting at breakfast, bags in your eyes, guys like, man, this guy smoked some pot last night or what the fuck Basically. happened, you know, and like you're sitting there, you show this to him, mind you, guy that's worth half a billion, he's probably someone tech savvy, but he recognized the gesture. Yeah. He rec and, and it's, dude, it's such a small gesture though. It really is. You know, it's kind of like, you know, like nowadays, I know some people in business, you know, like they'll bring a, a bottle of hard liquor or something, like an expensive bottle of liquor or something. I'd be like, oh, this is like my give. But you did yeah. something a little bit more tangible that really spoke to, you know, uh, emphasizing what your, what your skill was, you know, your core competency. And he recognized that. So that's a really good segue, man. When you're trying to yeah. impress someone of that caliber, because mind you, you know, I mean, most most people don't get a meeting with Kevin Harrington. No, no. And I was like, he and, and Mark was telling me, Mark's like, hey, man, I want you to know, like, this really usually, this usually does not happen. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, did he getting his time like that? I'm like, no, I, I, how, I, I'm, I'm blown away. I, I'm even like sitting next to him. Yeah. I'm like, he's, he, he's eating eggs and bacon to my right. I'm having a waffle. I'm like, <laughs> how'd I even, how'd that even happen? But that was the thing. My business partner and I, like, cause it, you know, I'm, I, yeah. it's not just me. It's my business partner and I on it. And yeah. we're just like, we need to impress him. We need to like, like anyone can talk a good game, especially with the internet, any human that can communicate any type of language. I don't care what language you speak can talk a good game. The right. ones that can actually execute are the ones that are able to show off their work. And yeah. we're like, you know what? I'm not going to talk. Hey, Kevin, I do funnels and all. I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk a game with him. Like it's Kevin Harrington. Like if, if someone's going to see, you know how many times he hears that every time? I'm just like, let's just show him, let's show him what we can do. And we know they have this book. Let's throw it in this funnel. Let's design this entire thing. And let's, let's, let's show them exactly what we can deliver on it. And that's kind of the strategy awesome. we went through and that it worked, you know, and it, it wasn't like, it wasn't this plan on doing it. It was like, yo, we want to, we, we really want to work with Kevin. That's awesome, man. And, you know, um, speaking of Kevin Harrington too, because, um, you know, uh, th this podcast being six years running, you know, I've had some amazing guests, including Elena Cardone, who was on like, you know, three years ago. And, you know, it just goes to speak that uh, when you're when you're just doing and executing and just like you said, you're doing good work, you're passionate about it. You know, you don't wake up every day with an expectation of how much money you're going to you're going to make. You're humble. You're grateful. You know, as an Eastern European, you know, I came from fucking nothing. And so I think, you know, I have a much deeper appreciation than most people do. But, you know, I can I can totally see that in what you were talking about is that you start to create attraction. And I remember you know, when Elena was on the podcast, it took me like two weeks, you know, to bug her on Twitter before she actually gave me time, you know, to come on. But the reason I'm sharing this, you know, not to steal your thunder, is that people think that people like that are inaccessible. I mean, like people like us, we're average fucking Joes, like cranky. I away, did. Trying. Exactly. Yeah. And you know that they're accessible. You know, it's just, you just got to keep doing what you've been doing. And, and, and know that, you know what, have zero expectations. That's another Gary V quote is zero expectations. You do it because that's what you fucking love doing. That's, yeah. That is part of your emotional intelligence. That is a part of your passion and commitment. And, you know, it's so ironic because you're probably a person 1,540,000 that has said this is this that just focus on your craft. 
You know, don't have an expectation of like, how much money am I going to make? Because let's face it, dude. I mean, right now, especially, there's a lot of small businesses that are like, fuck, you know, we've got to cut our costs and this and this and this. They're not being proactive. So now it's even more essential to think solution-oriented. How can I invest? You know, where can I spend more money that's going to make me more money? Because, you know this, beginner entrepreneurs are like, well, you know, I just put some money in the bank. But they're like, no, I don't want to invest because that's all the money I got right now. It's like, no, bro, you got to spend money. You got to keep going. You know, it's, 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 it's a cleanse and repeat, cleanse and repeat, cleanse and repeat. Because the reason the money duplicates, you know, triples, quadruples is because you keep investing. But you're investing because you see growth potential. So in essence, it's very, it's very mindset driven, <clears throat> you know, in terms, <clears throat> excuse me, in terms of everything that, that you do. So. All right, you've done 17 million in, in sales, you know, Shark Tank, HGTV, AMC TV, you know, what are you doing nowadays? And I think one of the things that you had mentioned here too is, you know, a million dollars in 25 days? Yeah. Like, like, let's talk, dude, like most people can't make a million fucking dollars in a lifetime if you're still pushing the nine to five grind. Yeah. You're making a million dollars in 25 days. Yeah, <laughs> How did that happen? It was a wild experience. So um, we launched a new product at the beginning of this year and we've kind of made this shift, right? Cause like nothing changed my life more when I made that first $5 sale, right? Like yeah. it was, look, I get just as excited for a high ticket sale versus if I make, you know, five fucking dollars. It's, it's just, <laughs> it's amazing. It's like, yes, right? another person, you know, another right? person gets to have something that we put our blood, sweat and tears into and it hopefully can help them out. Right. Like, and what I realized is that I want other people to experience that same thing. I want other people to experience like if you're a naysayer, if you're skeptical, look, the internet, the world the, online, it will like people are so cynical, right? They've just, whether they've been burned before or they're just like, this is bullshit. This is a scam, right? I mean, these are, these are classic words that your typical consumer will throw out because of a really shitty experience they've had with some type of marketer. And I, 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 I hate it. I hate that there's this stigma, right? Because it happens, right? That's just what it is. There's all, in any industry, there's always a few rotten apples, right? It's just what it is. Right. And when I got that experience, I realized like I want people to believe that they can do it, that they can make money using the internet. I'm not saying you're going to become freaking filthy rich. That depends on your work ethic, your hustle, your grind, and your grit, right? right? But I am going to prove to you that you can make money using the internet. So we set out to launch a product where we show people how to launch a digital products business, their own digital products business, without having have to create the products, the funnel, the marketing, they can essentially clone my already successful digital products business and set it up and run it as their own. It's like, think of it like a franchise, right? Like if I have McDonald's and I already know it's successful, I give you the building, the menu, the chairs, I give you the everything. I give you the land, you get everything. And I just, we just have people run these things as their own online business. And we launched this product. And next thing you know, 25 days later, we had a million dollars worth of sales from people who believed in it. And those people now that are going through this program and going through this process are running successful digital products businesses. And they're getting, and to see when they post their first sale, 
I know what's running through their veins. I know what's going on in their head. I know the emotional high that they're experiencing because it was the same one that I got to experience myself. And I know at that moment, whether they've been burned in the past, whether they failed their freaking face off for five years straight, I know at that very moment, they're a believer. And to me, that's, that's what's worth it to me is that I can show you that you can do it and it's possible. And that is the program we launched and we created. Yeah. No, there's some, there's something at the epicenter of what you were just talking about, man. Is just that, you know, I, I think it's a lot of people have that disbelief, you know, they have that denial mode, you know, they have that skepticism, you know, towards everything because let's face it, dude. And I talk to a lot of people very much like you every day that are like, well, fuck, like I had a client that, you know, uh, got burned on $17,000 on Facebook ads and didn't see a single lead, not yeah. one lead. And I'm like, how in the fuck, you know? No, you, yeah, yeah. How does that, you can like, <laughs> how to, that's, I mean, that's actually amazing that that was the yep. turnout because that's like yeah. winning the, getting struck by lightning three times in a row. Yeah, no, exactly. And actually, I mean, I mean, that prime example is I come in with like my $1,500 bang and, you know, 32 targeted leads, you know, three weeks later, and it's like, suddenly I'm a fucking saint, you know, and now taking it to the next level, which goes back to what you were saying is, you know, just keep doing work, you know, fulfilling prom- promises, and then you kind of scale from there, which, you know, I think one of the most challenging parts is, you know, for, for someone like me who's been doing digital for 26 years is that seen it all, man, at the agency environment, you know, now doing it for myself for five years and then seeing how saturated the space is. But, you know, at the epicenter of that is just that if you're a believer, when you were talking about that first sale with your digital product, when people see that, like it really got me thinking because most people are like in such a denial in the beginning, right? Like they're pushing themselves, maybe they invest in like, when am I going to make money? When am I going to make money out of this? I just spent five, 10,000, $15,000 or however much when am I going to make money? And it's actually the complete opposite. It's like, why don't you just focus on building the damn thing? Make it That's believable. It. Make it valuable. Make sure he tells a story, right? And I know you probably talk, talk a lot about these things and building this product. And that's when people will buy because people buy on emotion. They're going right. to buy it on price. They're going to pay you a price because he has a much higher level of emotion and enticement and value. Because I think that's one of the biggest problems, man, in digital marketing. It's like everybody looks at it and entrepreneurs and other small businesses from a price tag standpoint. Like how much can I spend on a small website or how much can I spend on a social media marketing campaign? It's like, no. What can this do for you and can you invest in it and think about the potential behind it? So it's a completely different approach. And so, so that is what you're focusing on right now, right? It's that digital product. That's it. That's exactly it. And to go to your point, um, what you just struck a chord with me. Um, mm-hmm. I heard this saying once by um, great speaker Myron. He said that rich people focus everything on value and nothing on price, and broke people focus everything on price and nothing on value. Yep. And it can't be truer. It, there's there there's no truer saying than that. Because when I know when someone's like, "How much does it cost? How much does it cost?" I'm like. You're not, we have, we have to get through some mindset stuff first before you can even ask that. Right. Right. And it's amazing. Cause yeah, that like that alone, that expression alone is it kind of like you ask yourself that question, right? Like, what do you focus on? And that will kind of tell you the state that you're in at the moment. And it's when you make the shift to what's the value I can get for this is when you can start seeing a radical shift in like everything you're doing. But yeah, that's the digital product that we're working on right now. Our main goal is just to help people launch a profitable digital products business. We want to show them that 
you can become a believer. I was a, I was a non-believer. I would be lying if I told you that I, I, I believe. No, I was yeah. the cynical, skeptical. This is full of it, crap. And then I did it and then it changed. And if I can go from dead broke, ground zero, nothing working, complete skeptic to a firm believer, I'm, co- I'm so confident that anyone in the world can do it. You just have to open your mind and give things, give things a chance. Even if you've gone through and you failed your face off again and again and again, that is honestly the recipe for success is you have to go fail your face off. There's not one successful person on this planet that has not eaten shit over and over and over again. And until you come to grips with the fact that you will fail, you will suck. It's okay. It means you're on the right path to victory. Exactly. No, that, that, that was gold right there. That was gold. I mean, you hit the the nail on the head successful. In fact, the most, the most successful people have probably failed the most than anybody. Uh, I mean, I've heard of people that have made millions, lost millions, made millions, lost millions, you know, been divorced and going through fucking hell, man, literally. I mean, in every way you can think of, whether it was from a money or a life standpoint. Now, uh, you know, I absolutely love the conversation. I know we can keep going, but one thing before we we sign off on this episode that I wanted to bring up, is this on here that you can solve a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. Let's talk about that, man. Yeah, ridiculous story. Okay, so being the entrepreneur I am, I'm I'm super competitive, right? That's just how yeah. we are. If you're if you find yourself very competitive, that, that that's awesome. Okay, um, yeah. sometimes it gets the better of me. So I was on Facebook one day and I was scrolling through my feed, and this 14 year old kid developed a robot with AI mixed into a physical robot. It looked like some shit from an Erector set from back in the day. Yeah, I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I click this video and this kid creates a robot, young as hell, brilliant dude, right? I'm just like, oh, and then as I'm reading more and watching more of the video, I instantly just feel like more and more like shit, right? (laughs) Because I'm I'm directly comparing myself to a 14 year old that is shitting on me right now. (laughs) And he creates this robot and he, he, he rigs this thing up, creates this algorithm and, and he puts a Rubik's cube on it, right? And this damn robot solves this thing in like two minutes, right? And look, there's like world record holders that do it in like 1.3 seconds and stuff like that. But he was a 14-year-old kid that created a robot that did that. And I watched that post and I remember I got off Facebook. I just sat back in my chair, completely defeated. And for no reason, like who gives a shit, right? But for some reason, it got to me. So I instantly left my house. I went to Target. I grabbed a Rubik's Cube and I went online to YouTube. And I was like, my goal in the next like 24 hours is I'm going to beat the shit out of that record, that two minute record. So I went on YouTube. I learned, I was reading the algorithms and how it works. And in less than 24 hours, I was able to solve it in like a minute, like 10 seconds, I think. Wow. And and that was my Rubik's Cube story. So yes, I can solve a Rubik's Cube based on a 14-year-old kid somewhere who I'll never meet, ever, I'll never see or meet has inspired me to step my game up on a random level that was not even related to anything I was working on. But I think one thing on that that I wanted to mention is that, okay, solving the Rubik's Cube is solving the Rubik's fucking cube. But what it did mentally for you, I think was a huge shift. Because it immediately rewired your your mindset into thinking that if I can solve this and most people can't, what else can I do? Yeah. It immediately, like you were talking about care, you were talking about gratitude, you were talking about passion, you were doing talking about just doing good work and building relationships and delivering on promises. 
I could immediately after you solve that Rubik's cube, you're like, fuck, man, I can do a lot more shit. Yeah. And, 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 and what that, what that story, what that did for me is that you have to realize if like anyone watching, listening, myself included, I have to remind myself all the time about this is that the only reason you're not capable of accomplishing something is because of the bullshit story that you're telling yourself as to why you can't do it. It's the limiting beliefs that you put yourself, you put your own self in a jail for no freaking reason because no. you're creating these, these fictitious stories to protect you, to keep you warm and comfy in your nice little comfort zone and it will do nothing for you. And I have to remind myself of that because sometimes when I get soft about things, I'm like, what am I doing? That's like, that story doesn't even exist and I'm telling myself this thing <laughs> to avoid something that I know I need to just go do. And, and, I, and that was a, that's a big eye-opener is to constantly be aware that if you think you can't do something, if you think you can't accomplish something, no matter how freaking big it is, most of the time it's a result because you're creating a false story that creates this limiting belief that's going to keep you paralyzed. And yeah. you have to break those beliefs down because the moment you do, you realize you can accomplish anything. If you would have asked me if I could have solved a Rubik's cube, I would have made up every excuse in the book. I can't do that. I'm not a genius. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be brilliant and smart for that? That seems impossible. In, insert the other 54 excuses here. And then when you just get rid of those bullshit stories and you go, let me just go try and do it. And you do it. You go, oh, wow, I, I actually did it now. What was the only difference? I got rid of the story I was telling myself. Yeah. Blake, man, this has been an amazing combo, dude. And before we sign off, throw out some handles, some websites, email addresses. How can people uh, connect with you? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I have a free Facebook group. It's called Freedom Fighters. Um, launch your first million dollar sales funnel. Uh, and you can go visit there. It's a free group to join. I'm in there doing live Q and A's every Thursday. I'm helping people. If you're looking to start or grow a business, if you, if you're lost, like I was, if you want to get unstuck and you're looking for ways to grow or start that business, I'm there to help you. Uh, you could visit that group or just follow me on, come to Facebook, follow me. My name's Blake Newbar. Just type it in. You'll see. I'm just on, have my own Facebook page. I'm just a normal dude and uh, say hi to me. I'll try, I try and message everyone back. It is me. It is not a robot or a bot or a random VA in my account. It is me um, and come say hi. And that's probably the best place to, to follow me. Awesome, Blake. Thanks so much, man. I really enjoyed the conversation. I appreciate it, Ivan. It was a pleasure as all mine. And for everyone watching and listening, I appreciate you guys. You guys are amazing. I got a money and since I, they want to ask why I've been why. In 2018, he still hate it.